Welcome to Penn Daily, brought to you by The Daily Pennsylvanian. My name is Isabella Simonetti, president of the DP. I'm Alec Druggan, your podcast producer. Today, we have a guest joining us, Rosie Wen, who just graduated from Penn yesterday. So Rosie, can you tell me a little bit more about your background and how you got to Penn? Yeah, of course. Um, so I, yeah, just recently graduated. I was um, class of 2020 in Wharton. Um, with concentrations in finance and OID. A little bit about my background. So I am a first generation low income student um, and came into Penn uh, from Houston, Texas, uh, where I grew up. Thank you so much for coming on. Firstly, like how was your last semester at Penn? Um... (laughs) Well, I mean, as we all know, the semester was, a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, I came in with, you know, lots of big expectations, right? It's my last semester. It's my senior year. Gonna go out with a bang. Um, and none of that really happened. Uh, well, Feb Club was great. I am, I'm very thankful that I got, like, we got February. Um, but as you know, after that, everything was kind of downhill. And the last thing I remembered saying to people is, you know, hey, I'll see you after spring break, uh, which did not happen. Um, lots of lots of goodbyes that I didn't get to say. Um, lots of bucket list items that I didn't get to achieve. Uh, I stayed in Philly for a little bit after the after classes got canceled because um, I was staying off campus. And then in April, I went back home to Houston, and I've been here since. Cool. Um, and how would you say that you were affected by remote courses? It was very hard. Um, and I think this, uh, I mean, I think everyone can really in some way, right? It wasn't easy for anyone. Like, learning online in an environment that you're not used to learning in is difficult. Um, and then speaking, I think, uh, especially from a first generation low income background, there are some, you know, struggles uh, that we have on top of just like, oh, yeah, like it's hard to focus or it's hard to whatever. Like, there are many Figley students who come home to, you know, family environments that aren't optimal, right? They, they come home to, you know, a one-room apartment that they're sharing with their five siblings. They come home to a place where now they also have to become a caretaker. They have to make meals. They have to do all these things on top of the, you know, already rigorous Penn curriculum. Um, and I'm fortunate enough uh, that I didn't have those specific struggles, but I had things like, you know, I, I came home to a room where I don't have a desk to study at or um, where I have a sick grandmother that lives with us um, and needs to be taken care of. And, and it's just these external stressors. Um, and, and I think it's, it's kind of interesting because as a, as a Figley student, you know, your life at home versus your life on campus is very different um, because sometimes some of those problems you, you get to kind of escape from when you're at Penn. Uh, but when you're home, it's, it's all there and you have to face it head on, uh, while, yeah, while being a student. And that makes it, that makes it very hard. Do you think with all these tribulations that come, especially to the Figley community during like a pandemic, um, that the change to like the optional pass fail was a good choice for Figley students? Or do you think like maybe it should have been mandatory 
maybe it shouldn't have happened or any opinion you have whatsoever on it? Uh, yeah, so I, <laughs> I have a lot of different thoughts on that. I think, um, I get, I can, I understand the perspectives. Uh, I've thought a lot about, you know, arguments on both sides between the optional pass-fail and mandatory pass-fail. Um, and a lot of the, the arguments about like that it should be mandatory is yeah, for the most disadvantaged students that that's the most equitable option for them because um, yeah, like, like I mentioned those situations where you're coming home to like, these hard, these hardships, these abusive families, it's, it's impossible to, to take a class for a grade, right? Um, versus someone who might, yeah, come back home to like a very, like a, a learning environment, no different from Penn, um, and still able to take their classes normally. Uh, and so it, it seems like those students who already have this, you know, socioeconomic advantage are getting another grade advantage because they'll be taking for a grade you know, assuming that getting good grades versus the disadvantaged students not taking for a grade and they'll be stagnant. Um, so I, I definitely agree with those universities who did decide, you know, for mandatory pass-fail. And also I've read a lot about like statements from grad schools too, is how if it's mandatory, you know, they're not going to hold that against you um, versus if it's optional, they might, you know, like, yeah, they hold it against you for taking um, for opting in for a pass fail. Um, but then again, like at the same hand, I, I also agree, like some students do work, have been working very hard this semester for their grades, right? They, uh, or they, they really needed the semester to boost their GPA or whatever, you know, goals that they had. And it's also, also painful and hurtful for them to have to lose that and, and these other goals that they had. So I, I think it was just a hard decision. I don't know if there is like a right clear answer there um that benefits that benefits everyone um but i'm yeah i'm just hoping that people were able to to do what was best for them so stepping back a little bit how would you describe your time at penn while you were a student <laughs> oh wow this is um it's a fun question so i actually uh, yeah, like two days ago when I graduated, I um, I made this Facebook post. I updated my profile picture, and I don't know if you would have seen that. Um, we just became Facebook friends, right? But uh, I was selected as a student speaker for the Penn Scholarship Celebration in New York this semester, uh, and the event ended up getting canceled, um, and I prepared the speech that I never got to present. Uh, and I ultimately decided to share it on Facebook um, in this post with all of my friends. Uh, and that speech is kind of uh, the answer to this question. <laughs> um, and I, I <laughs> it's a very, it's a very emotional piece. It's why I'm kind of laughing it off. But um, to kind of summarize in a nutshell, uh, I talked about being very grateful um, in my last four years here. So I, uh, come from, yeah, uh, I'm a first generation, uh, came from a very, very low income family. Like, I remember looking at, um, you know, this article once that's, that talks about like the statistics of students at Penn and um, the, the percentages of students from certain household incomes, right? And about 3% of students at Penn come from um, family incomes of under $20,000. <laughs> And I remember looking at that and like, wow, like that's me. Uh, and I'm definitely not in a place that 
belongs to me, right? If I'm, I'm part of this little 3%, um, while the rest of time is like, yeah, like the majority of students are in the top like 10% uh, bracket, right? Uh, and and yeah, I, I remember coming in, it was, it's very hard. It's uh, I felt a lot of barriers as a Figley student because everything costs money, right? As you're aware, okay, like any BYO you wanna go to, any kind of social event, any kind of club you wanna join, even just things like even classes, like like cases that you have to buy, like textbooks that you have to buy, or like even when the answer problem is hard and you might want, like you really wish you had Chegg and a, a Chegg account to help you because how else would you answer this? Uh, just little things like that that, uh, you know, um, made me feel very different at Penn. Um, but then I had, I had some very uh, difficult life experiences that happened while I was a student here. My mom was run over by a car. Um, she suffered very serious injuries, ultimately uh, became disabled and could no longer work during my freshman year. Um, I started a GoFundMe for her and so many, so many pen classmates. Um, and, and people that I, I didn't know, never, have never talked to, you know, were donating tens and, and even hundreds of dollars for my mom and for my family, right? Uh, I received like $10,000 in donations. Um, and, I, and I just realized that I, there was a lot of support here for me, despite being very, you know, coming, coming from a very different background. There is a lot of love and support in this pun community. Um, and I, and I felt really at home. So I think that was my first, you know, realization that I really love being here. I really love Penn. Um, and, and yeah, while things were still hard, uh, and then, and in that post, I talk about a few more things, uh, having to step up and become the breadwinner of my family because none of my parents could work, having to send home money every month, having to you know, work 15 hours a week at minimum wage, uh, having to skip meals, having to, um, you know, drop classes because I could buy textbooks, things like that, um, becoming depressed, uh, all of these different things so that I could take care of my family. Um, but, but ultimately, I really think it was this Penn community that pulled me out um, and helped me, helped me find that balance between, yeah, between being a student um, being a daughter, you know, being at an elite institution while being from a very disadvantaged background, um, putting all of that into perspective for me. Uh, and, and now I'm, I'm doing great. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a, I have a full-time job offer. I, I graduated summa cum laude <laughs> with, a, like a 3.9, um, and, and things really did ultimately work out in the end with all of the help that I received here. So that, that was my post. I'm sorry, just a, it was a little long, <laughs> but it, it's been a good four years is all I can say. Um, so, so much love and gratitude. No, it was great. I, I read your post, Isabella sent it to me, so she read yeah. it too. Yeah, okay. um, could you, would you mind reading, like you don't have to read the whole thing, but like the first, maybe the second paragraphs of it, um, just so people, get some idea of like the speech and the format of the speech? Yes, of course. The second paragraph. Yes. 
My parents immigrated to America from Vietnam about 20 years ago. With no money, no formal education, and barely able to speak English, they were only able to work low-wage jobs. When I was 11, my dad was laid off during the 08 recession and never found another job since. My mom began single-handedly supporting a family of five, falling into debt as she failed to make ends meet each month. Over the next few years, we sold most of the things we had, including our home. I remember sleeping in the storage room at my mom's workplace for several weeks. And when we finally found a new place, the only furniture I had in my room was a bed and a cardboard box that I used as a table. But I always believed that if I kept trying, if I worked hard enough, I could get a full ride scholarship at a good university and help pull my family out of poverty and then everything would be okay. And that's what I believed when I got accepted to the University of Pennsylvania on a full ride. Thank you so much for reading that. I, I think the whole speech itself is like incredible and I hope that they extend you an invitation in the future to <laughs> to present it because I thought the whole thing was just like fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um did you did you like completely switching moods, I'm sorry, but did you attend virtual graduation and how was that like? <laughs> oh my God. Um sorry for the 180. I did. I did. Um no no need to apologize. I'm laughing because uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can I mean I'm gonna be blunt and honest here. I, I I try to be an honest person, but virtual graduation was so underwhelming. I like, <laughs> I woke up early in the morning, you know, like put on my makeup, like I just like just, you know, to to look nice um, for this day because it's um, as I as mentioned, yeah, it's a, so it's an important day, you know, graduation, graduating as a big student. Um, and I, and I, I said this quote in a, in a DP, another DP article um, about how I feel about graduation, but it feels like, yeah, it feels like I made it, um, that my parents made it and that their parents made it, right? Um, that all of, all of these generations that have come before me um, that, that have striven and struggled in poverty for me to be here. Uh, so it was a big moment for me. And then I go on to the commencement website uh, at, you know, 1 p.m., which is when they said it would be, and there's, there's nothing there. And I'm refreshing, and I'm like, am I doing something wrong? And then it's like 1.03 p.m., three minutes later, suddenly there's like the graduation video, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, like, we're gonna graduate. Uh, and I'm talking about the Wharton-specific graduation video. Uh, and it's like this pre-recorded YouTube video, which was a bummer, because I thought, I, I had the expectation it would be live, um, but it wasn't, and then I'm playing this, and one of the first screens is like, congratulations, seniors, uh, like class of 2020, and congratulations is spelled wrong, uh, which <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like, okay, dot, 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 like, like, if it's pre-recorded, you have time to, like, edit this, right? But <laughs> um, and then, you know, the dean talks, like, some students talks, and I don't know, it, it was, it was very impersonal. Um, it lasted 28 minutes. Uh, and like, I, I also thought maybe they'd like, I don't know, do some kind of slide of like all the students' names or even like maybe like a fake call or something so I could in my living room 
like have my own little walk, but there was none of that. So it didn't, it just didn't feel like graduation really. Um, it was very underwhelming. And, and I think, I think it could have been a lot better. I think, I think things could have been done differently, but. Do you think you'll be returning to Penn for graduation next year? I would love to. Um, if, yeah, if, you know, my schedule time, whatever permits, I, I'd love to go. And I, and I think like my family would love to go too, right? Uh, they all, yeah, they had all, you know, booked flights to go to Philly this semester to see me walk. Um, and, and yeah, my parents have never gotten to see like one of their kids walk before. And so that, and I, and I know, I, I, yeah, a lot of people are like, yeah, like even in-person graduations is, is underwhelming too, right? Like you sit under the sun for like three hours while someone like reads names from a phone book. Like, yes, I get that, but I want to do that. So like, let me, let me experience this underwhelming graduation that you guys got to experience and maybe your family's got to experience because mine hasn't. Uh, and we would really love that. <laughs> and what are your plans for after graduation? Has the pandemic impacted them at all? Yeah, a little bit. So I'm very, yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Cause I, I do have a full-time offer that I accepted with um, Credit Suisse uh, as an investment banking analyst in New York. And uh, my start date was supposed to be July 6th. Um, today is, as you know, May 19. And they've been sending emails like, oh, we're monitoring the situation. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated on any changes. But we haven't gotten anything. I really doubt they're going to send like hundreds of kids to New York City on July 6th to start training and start on the desk, right? Um, so yeah, a lot of people are, are guessing around. Other banks have gone virtual. Other banks have like pushed back start dates. Uh, so specifically, I don't know. Yeah, like when I'm gonna start, what that's gonna look like. Uh, but I do, I do have a job. Um, that is for sure, and that's that is reassuring. So you sing, right, Rosie? I do. <laughs> I was wondering if you would be willing to sing something for us. <laughs> I, I think I would like to actually because um, just because of how this conversation has gone and because we, we talked about my, my Facebook grad, my Facebook speech um, and, and in that post that you guys have read, I've talked about how my senior solo for my acapella group this semester was um, going to be the song Rise Up by Andrew Day. Uh, also, yeah, that concert was also canceled, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but this song holds a lot of meaning in my heart, especially recently. Um, yeah, I, I think it just captures my my feelings and experiences at Penn, just just falling down a lot of times and and rising up. Uh, and I think right now I, I'd like to yeah leave other people with this song too, because um, things are hard, things are but things are really shitty, right? Uh, but I I do hope that people have the support that they need, like I have, and and know that you know, they can rise up and, and they can be okay and be strong. Um, so I'll, I'll sing a little snippet from the song. <laughs> You're broken down and tired Living life on a merry-go-round And you can't find the fighter But I see it in you so we gon' walk it out Ooh. 
mountains. We gon' walk it out and move mountains. And I'll rise up, rise like the day. I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid. I'll rise up, and I'll do it a thousand times again. I'll rise up, high like the waves. I'll rise up, in spite of the ache. I'll rise up, and I'll do it a thousand times again. For you, for you. That was like insane. Like I'm tearing up a little bit. Thank you. Thank you yeah, so that much. That was beautiful. Well, Rosie, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, and thank you for talking to us about your semester. Um, hopefully that speech gets number one live performed somewhere and then number two uploaded and then number three shared everywhere because it's amazing. And um, I think it's something that all like college students in general should read. Um, just like, especially if you like suffer from not having enough perspective. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. And I'll rise up, rise like the day. I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid. I'll rise up, and I'll do it a thousand times again.